0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is the gospel lesson from St. Mark's 13th chapter, especially these first two verses. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. This is the text. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, dear friends, God gave us his word in order to give us his plan of salvation in Jesus Christ. It focuses on the forgiveness of sins earned for us by Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead. It is not the goal of the Bible to give us a comprehensive history of the world. Such a history would be far too big. Instead, the Bible focuses on the history of Jesus and his people. From the world's point of view, meant like Caesar Augustus, Governor Quirinius and Herod the Great were important rulers. On the other hand, the Bible only mentions these men when their stories intersect with the story of salvation. Herod the Great's biblical claim to fame was his attempt to assassinate Jesus by killing off the boys of Bethlehem. Herod had already reigned for a long time when Jesus was born. So in in the senility of his old age, he had become dangerously insane and even had killed members of his own family when he thought they were plotting to take his throne. But murder and political intrigue were not all there was to Herod. Herod the Great was also responsible for many major building projects during his reign. It seems likely that he at least hoped that improvements that he made to the infrastructure of the land would counteract the hatred that the Jewish people had for him.
1: In fact, for the average man on the street,
0: for those people who weren't involved in politics, life was actually fairly prosperous under the rule of Herod. One of the building projects Herod Herod started was a major upgrade to the the temple temple grounds in Jerusalem. Herod Herod began began this upgrade about 20 years before Jesus was born. born. And the the actual work continued even after Herod died and was not fully completed completed until about 65 AD. Do the math. 10,000 Laborers worked on the common areas of the temple, and about a thousand priests did the upgrades to the sacred areas. It was a massive undertaking, the result was quite impressive. means that every single time Jesus and his disciples came to Jerusalem, the temple looked a little different. There was new construction going on. And so it would be very normal for visitors to Jerusalem to take some time to tour the grounds and view the new features, admire them, and speculate about what the workers would be doing next. It wouldn't be at all unusual. And the latest revisions, and to fantasize about the greatness of it all, what the finished product would be. Well, that, that is exactly the context of today's reading from Mark. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what, what wonderful stones, and what wonderful buildings! Jesus replied, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Jesus' words here actually come true just five years after the project was fully completed. Those workers labored for 80 years to put all of these upgrades in place. And in 65 A.D. they put the finishing touches on this magnificent project. One of the greatest architectural wonders of the ancient world. And five years later, in 70 A.D., the Roman army marched into Jerusalem and tore that temple completely to the ground. Jesus' prediction came true. Of course, today's reading is an account of events that happened about 40 years before that.
1: And so the disciples can't possibly know anything
0: about it. Jesus' words to them must have been the verbal equivalent of getting hit in the head with a two-by-four. The disciples couldn't very well leave that statement alone. So when they get back to their campsite on the Mount of Olives, to ask Jesus for more details. Explain yourself, or as I like to say to my kids, show your work. So Jesus sits down, looks out across the valley to the temple. Peter and James and John and Andrew ask him privately, "Tell us when these things will be." And what do we sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? He gives his explanation in a rather unusual place. Instead of coming right out with a direct answer to the question, he warns them instead about false teaching. Jesus begins to say to them, see that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I lead. They'll lead many astray. Here is Jesus himself telling his disciples and us that pure doctrine is really important. Jesus is warning us that the devil will constantly be sending false teachers our way, warning us that these false teachers will be very popular and will lead people away from Christ. There's plenty of false messiahs even today. You've probably heard the phrase "drinking the Kool-Aid." The cult leader, Jim Jones, who had convinced his followers to mix cyanide poison into the Kool-Aid, and serve it to their children, and then drink it themselves. Jim Jones presented himself as a Messiah figure to his followers, and led them to their deaths. More recently, we have the blood moon prophecy of Christ's return on a lunar eclipse Remember that from a few years ago. The the Jehovah's Jehovah's Witnesses claim that Christ has already set up his millennial kingdom back in 1914. The The Mormons have a living prophet as as the head of their church. L. L. Ron Hubbard started the Church of Scientology. The list goes on and on and on. And then then there are the Heavenly Tourism books and and stories. In 2010, the father helped his son tell the story of his visit to heaven. In a, in a book, book entitled, The Boy Who Came Back, Back from Heaven. Since, Since then, then, the boy of the story has come forward and admitted that it was all a lie. A child, a child who almost died in a car accident in 2004 had been pushed to expand upon a fairy tale he told when he was six. Later, at the age of 16, he revealed that all the detail in the book was false. In a, in a blog, blog post, he wrote, I said I went to heaven because I thought it would get me attention. He now says that people should read the Bible instead of believing stories made up by little kids. The books of the, the Bible stood the test of time. Every archaeological discovery in the Holy Land reveals that another part of the Bible is true. The historical reliability of books of the New Testament is approximately 10,000 times that of any other ancient writing. Nevertheless, many people will take the word of a little kid who just woke up from a coma over the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus is right to warn us about false teaching. And then there are persecution not enough for the false Christ to lead people away from the truth, but they must also persecute those who remain faithful. Jesus warns that people will even turn against their own relatives. Brother will deliver brother over to death. And the father is child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. At another time, Jesus further warned, "Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering a service to God. Suffering, persecution, death. What possible reason could there be for us to resist such cruelty? Why should we not simply throw our hands up and surrender and go along?" Why does our rite of condemnation ask people to remain faithful even unto death? What could be so important? We would be willing to risk even death rather than give in to the culture. Today's gospel began with the temporary stones of the temple. Stones that could not save. But there is one stone that came. The psalmist said, said, "The stone, stone that the builders rejected has become the corner stone." This is the Lord's doing; it is marvelous in our eyes.
1: The temple authorities rejected that stone with
0: extreme prejudice. They arrested it and used political pressure to convince Pontius Pilate to execute it. As he carried his own cross, it looked like his end was near. As he died on that cross, it looked like his end had come. As his lifeless body lay in the tomb, it looked like his end had passed. His suffering and death were an end. But it wasn't his end. It was the end, was the end. Was the end. Was the end of our slavery to sin. It was, it was the, the end, end of, of the condemnation and the guilt, guilt that our sin earned. It was, it was the end of death's, death's reign in this world. For on from the Sunday down, after he, he was laid in that tomb, he rose from the dead. He, he, rose, rose, the dead. he rose to live, live forevermore. And, and so, so the stone, stone of Jesus, Jesus whom, whom the builders, builders rejected, has in indeed become the cornerstone of his church and the foundation
1: upon upon whom you
0: and and I are built. The stone, of course, course, is Jesus himself, himself, the rock rock of of ages. Those who who believe in him believe in the only stone that lasts forever. They believe in the living stone who is the foundation of the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus said the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the, one the one who endures to the end is the one whose faith in Jesus Christ, Christ endures. That, that one who believes that Jesus Christ, Christ is the only Savior from sin is the one, one who endures to the end and will be saved. Jesus encourages us to avoid false teaching and to endure persecution because these things only last for a short time. His His salvation salvation endures before God. All things things on this earth must come to an end. Today's gospel spoke of the beautiful buildings of the temple. They've since been been replaced by a Muslim Muslim shrine. There There will be a time when that shrine too will be gone. gone. Eventually Eventually, even the the earth, earth, the the sun, the moon, and the the stars will be gone. only Only Jesus Christ. The rock of ages will remain. Those who follow the false prophets of the world will remain without salvation. But those who endure in the one true faith to the end will be saved. Be peace God that passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds.